Put down your baby or babies and pick up a beer. Dad Jokes is back with a brand new episode. I'm Jerry, joined here by Brandon, and you're listening to the podcast of first-time dads going through the journey of fatherhood as you all listen uh, in your cars or at home or wherever you listen to podcasts at. And normally, oh, you're a little rusty. Say, I am. I'm rusty. I'm tired. And uh, it's been a little hiatus because I, I think I told everyone on the last episode that I was pretty sure the next time I got on here, we would be announcing the birth of our next daughter. And that is what we're going to do today. Um, we're going to kind of reveal everything that happened. It was definitely crazy. And, and Brandon, you know what? decent amount of it but there's a lot of it you don't know so it's going to be kind of a good conversation i think i'm excited for this um and it'll be good to talk about because it's (laughs) it's a lot but before we get into all of that a couple things one this podcast is called dad jokes because we give dad jokes so let's start with a dad joke and then we'll get a little bit into what's been going on with you before we go through my whole spiel and journey of the last uh week or so and don't worry, people, I'm going to be quick because Jerry and I have intentionally limited our conversation. So I'm just as curious as you are. I didn't even know he had a kid up until uh, like three minutes ago when he introduced the podcast. Yeah, okay. It's crazy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that was my dad joke. Uh, that's your dad joke? Uh, yeah, no. Jerry, how do you make a waterbed extra bouncy? Oh, I've heard a waterbed joke. Spring water. Spring water. That's good. Yeah, Spring there you water. Go. It caught me off guard because yeah, I was I expecting there's like a waterbed joke I know, and that wasn't it. So then I totally got thrown off. So good, good joke there. I like that one, Brandon. But what else has been going on with you? Because I actually, I, like you said, I haven't talked to you in a while, so I don't even know what's been going on with you. What's been going on in the world of the Bankses? Well, the world of the Bankses has been pretty solid uh, since we last talked. Uh, Kelsey and I took a trip to Nashville, um, which was great. Uh, actually, it's the second time. Yeehaw. I don't know if it was quite that. I did get a like a custom belt made with like a really? huge belt buckle. Yeah, it was, it was actually it was, <laughs> like it was it. really cool. Uh, but this is interesting for us. This is the second time in about a month that we spent a like a three or four day like trip away from Bryce. Um, so shout out to my parents because they've bared the brunt of that um, both times. And I, I think... As far as my mom's concerned, we can move away forever, and she'll just keep Bryce. So he he apparently was good. Interestingly enough, he he sleeps way better for them, it seems like, than he does that's, for us. That's, he, uh, that's actually he, really common. He, now, they may or may not, if he wakes up in the middle of the night, just bring him directly into the bed, and oh. one of them goes and sleeps on the couch. And so, like, it's a, it's a little cheat code that we're not willing to, to do, but... Um, def- we were definitely expecting cause he, he wasn't sleeping great to hear about him not sleep. And it's always, it's always kind of weird. Like he, he's been sleeping great for a little while. And then like a week and a half before they, we knew this trip was coming, he started doing really bad. And then you're like hoping he gets better, hoping he gets better. No, mm-hmm. right up until the day before. So then you dropping him off and you kind of like, uh, just dropping them off and le- and backing backing out slowly. Like I hope this goes well for you. And you check in every night, and they're either lying or they said or or he really was was great. And I, I think he was uh, from a sleep perspective. So um, that's been that's been good. Um, obviously, you and I both celebrated Father's Day yesterday. Um, it was honestly it was just like a perfect day. Like we we hung out all day. Um, we grabbed some barbecue. Went over to my parents' house. My dad and I. 
and my mom and Kelsey hung out with Bryce. Um, and it was just, I mean, I, I don't know what I expect out of that day. Like some people expect stuff. I don't have to have stuff, even though Kelsey did give me Ed Sheeran tickets. Shout out to her. Mm. Um, but like, I'm still at the point and I, we talk to guys who we work with and it's like, I don't know if I'm just like too new in it and they're jaded. And you might be able to impart some knowledge later on today about, <laughs> about this part, but they, some, some of them just are so excited to like get away. Um, and like their idea of a great father's day is like going out golfing all day and not being around the kids. Um, and some of them have legitimate like attitudes about like what they did or didn't get or how the day went. Um, and legit, all I want to do is like hang out with family. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. So it was, it was a, it was a great day. I really feel like, um, Bryce is coming into his own from, a. He, I, we're just right over the uh, right about to go over the edge of him like stringing a, like words together to form like full sentences like he it is I, he's trying so um that's it's just a lot of fun this is i know i'm i'm gonna sound like a broken record but every time i come on here but this is just like my absolute favorite time uh to be a dad which is going to be juxtaposed by someone who has two kids now which is crazy <laughs> to me kids. Two kids. Two yeah, kids. But, um, so one question though, before I get into that, Brandon, uh, you guys took a minute before you you spend an extended period of time away from Bryce. I know um, where me and Macy kind of had a, a couple trips earlier than you guys did. I mean, how how did you guys do with that? Was that something that both of you did surprisingly better than you thought? Maybe it was tougher than you thought. Was it you think, oh man, I wish we did it sooner? I mean, I guess what were your thoughts on on kind of being away for a couple of days? Um. So I think the first, like the Traverse City trip was the first time we actually both were away. We, we've we individually taken trips, like Kelsey does audits for a job that sometimes takes her out of the country or around the country. So she may be gone for a, a similar amount of time, but just mentally she knows he's with me. She can check in anytime. Sometimes you feel weird checking with them with parents all the time, stuff like that. Um, and then I've, I've been gone occasionally. I actually think, surprisingly, she's been gone more than I have. Um but the the first time when we went we went to Traverse City, we live about two two and a half hours away. I might be off on that. It's, it's a little bit longer than that. Yeah, three. Yeah, three. But <laughs> um, I, it was different because it was within driving distance. Almost, you kind of have like a. It's still tough. Like, and towards the end of the trip, like I I really felt like we were, we were missing them. And so I feel like it's always harder for her uh, to start. If that makes sense, like the actual leaving part, whereas I'm like, yeah, he, he'd be all right. He won't want me to. And then once we get like into the trip and like almost a day out, I'm like, I'm like itching to get back to him. And so we can hang out, see what he's doing. Um, so we almost kind of reverse moods, if that makes sense. The the Tennessee one was a little bit different because you're getting on the plane. You know, you can't just hop in the car and be back up, right. uh, even though it isn't too far. Um so that one was a little bit was a little bit tougher, um, but the way that trip was set up, there was so much just that to do. You, yeah. you kind of didn't have yeah, you kind of didn't have a bunch of time to like think about it if that makes sense. So we check in, and, and I'm the type of person who like I'm I like to check in way less. Um, like I want to make sure you're alive. He's doing good, but I'm right. not like I'm not I'm not trying to check in every couple right. hours. Uh, maybe once or twice a day. So I think that helps in, in situations like that, at least 
at least for me. So that's fun. He's getting over some allergies right now. This is my little wrap up um, for the last. So they we had to take him to the doctor uh, a week from today, a week ago today. Um, he has like really his eyes underneath his eyes are really red and his eyelids are red, but his eyes aren't. Um, they think it could be allergies. And then I, we think he had a uh, like an eczema type reaction to some suntan lotion. Um, so his, his hands has some bumps on them and things like that. So not seeing, we begin them Zyrtec, children's Zyrtec daily or at night, not seeing a huge difference. His eyes are still red and he, uh, he, he definitely still has the bumps and stuff like that. So we got recommended to an allergist. So we will, we'll update as we get more information there. Um, but I mean, the people heard we're, we're going on nine minutes into this podcast. <laughs> people are probably really trying to figure out. Uh, they obviously know what you had, which is a huge surprise in comparison to uh, the last time we had this conversation. Uh, yep. But but let's let I mean, we can go over baby gear if we want to. You want me to just give my quick hit before you start? Um, yeah, we can. Well, it's funny. I actually just to touch really quick on, on the whole trip thing. I think one cool thing about going on trips when you have kids is is I don't know. To me, it's almost like. They're all, and it sounds bad saying it this way, but they're almost better because one, you know, you're, you're getting away. It's kind of like a more of a, like a, you know, like a breath of fresh air, like, you know, just getting away from it the day in and day out. But also like you mentioned, normally when trips end, you're sad, but when you have kids and you're excited to go back home, it's almost like you're not mad when the trip's over. It's like almost like a great thing. That's too. a great so, point. I don't know. Like I, and again, we're talking like three, four day trips, two, three to four days, not like weeks on end, but um, for me, that's been kind of a cool thing is, is if you do those short little trips, one, it's, it's like you get away, it's almost like you enjoy it a little bit more and then you're really excited to get back to. So, um, I was just curious how yeah, you guys felt great. about that, but, but yeah, what's no, your baby gear? And then I'll go great. into my whole long spiel of, of what has been my <laughs> life since we t- last talk. Oh, you, you got a lot to go over. Uh, the baby gear right now is not actual gear, but if you're looking to get some baby gear, uh, you and I both were in a group chat where I think he he's an occasional listener. Listener, but one of our friends uh, mentioned that unfortunately, Bye Bye Baby is going out of business. Um, and a Bye lot bye. of the the yeah the, <laughs> the like the Bed Bath and Beyond suite uh, like that company is unfortunately going out of business. But um, they've had some pretty major sales, and right now, if you go, it's in store only. Like you can't go online and, and purchase it. But if you live by Bye Bye Baby. Um, the, the one he was by was at 60%, 60% off. Um, so they, they picked up some pretty good gear for a really good price. Um, and that's from a baby gear perspective, you can probably rack up just a little bit. That, that's good. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, so Jerry, Brandon, let's yeah, jump, this, let's this, jump this, right let's in. Jump let's jump into it. So it, ironically, the last time we talked, Brandon was on a Tuesday. We did the podcast we recorded on a Tuesday. Um, it was on father's day stuff. And the next day, which was Wednesday, um, I went to work like a normal day. And on Wednesdays, I work till 7 p.m. So it's kind of a longer day, uh, like a 12-hour day. But I went into work. And mind you, Brandon, I wrote all this down when I got back from the hospital because there was so much that happened. And it all blended together. I wanted to get everything straight. So I'm going to be looking through notes. That's a very Jerry thing to do. Oh, it was was crazy. But anyway, so that Wednesday, um, you know, I went into work. And actually, what I'm see, I'm already messing up. But what happened is I woke up that Wednesday, and Macy said, "Hey, I That's think I'm having start. contractions." And she said, 
I don't know if we should go in or not. Do you mind staying with me and not going in right away? I said, sure. So I texted people at work. Hey, I might not be in today. I'm definitely going to be in late. So she was having kind of contractions, but it wasn't like super close together. So I stayed home for a couple hours. And then finally, you know, she got to a point where her mom was nearby. Um, she was getting off of work and she's like, you know, I'm not ready to go in yet. Go to work. So I went to work and I worked the whole day. I worked to close. I got home and she's like, hey, they're starting to get closer and closer together. I think we should go in. I was like, let's do it. So I pack up the bags. We go in, say goodbye to Peyton. We drive to the hospital. And of course, when you go to the hospital, they take you into triage if you're not scheduled, right? So we go into triage. Now, the first thing I'm going to tell you, Brandon, and this is to set the tone for the week. They, which Uh anyone who knows me knows I don't do well with needles and blood. Now, it's not needles. Like, I'm not afraid of needles. I'm not afraid of blood. It's the act of needles taking blood. I don't know how to describe it. Anyway, I don't like it. I literally faint. So You're getting a little iffy right now. Because Macy's a nurse, so she does this for a living, right? They poked her like four or five times and could not find this girl's. And they kept messing up. She has a giant bruise still on her arm. From where you they hate to go to the hospital with me. Oh, I was getting so like I'm I'm getting like lightheaded talking about it right now because I don't like talking about this even. <laughs> but anyways, so that's how we start. Like they can't and she doesn't, she doesn't feel good. She's having contractions, right? And they're trying to get um, some fluids into her because it's supposed to help with the contractions, right? Space them out and stuff like that. She so they cannot get. It, it took like an hour for them to get this stupid IV in, which just how it started. And she's got a, like a giant bruise. This one lady's bragging about how good she's at doing it, and she's not even doing it right. This is so the anyways, story of my life. Yeah. So she's she's there. Her, her contractions start to slow down some. And basically what they do is they check her and they're like, hey, you're dilated to like a two to three. So you're not, you know, you're not ready to have the baby right now. It's probably best for you to do this early labor at home. And we're like, okay, you know, Macy's having a decent amount of pain. She's like, what can I do? They just subscribed her something called like Fluxerol, I think is what the name of it was. Um, so we go. I got a quick question. Yep. Cause she, she's a nurse. Mm-hmm. So she's like not net. She's, she's not a, like a, a delivery nurse, nope. but like it, mentally, cause she, this is what she does is, is part of it like extra annoying or is she more understanding? It depends on the situation. So, and I'll get into some of that as this goes on. So this part, the the finding her vein thing was annoying because she actually doesn't have like hard to find veins stuff. And she, she like doesn't struggle with that when she has to poke tiny little babies. You know what I mean? So she's over here like, come on, get that right. But here's another annoying thing. So they give her this Flexerol to help with the pain for the next day. They don't ask us what pharmacy we want to go to. So they send it. Oh, to Lord. the pharmacy in the hospital because she works there. And they're like, oh, we'll send it here. Well, she's not going to work the next day, and the pharmacy's closed at this time. So now we got to drive. Th- the hospital's 25 minutes from our house. It's not right down the street like w- the pharmacy we use is. So that's annoying in itself. But whatever, we go home. Now, mind you, this is like 1 a.m. So I went in right after work. We go home. It's after 1 a.m. We relieve my mother-in-law. Hey, they sent this home. You know, no go. The next morning, we wake up. Macy's still having contractions, but nothing crazy. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to work. Call me, you know, when, you know, something's happening. So I go to work. I get to about halfway through the day. She texts me, hey, come on home. So I boogie. I leave work 
in the middle of the day, you know, I, I just got out of there. So I, I heard your computer was still on and everything. Oh yeah. I, I cause she's like, I'm, jo- I'm joking. Now. I didn't hear that. It was, that was though. A little joke. But <laughs> so I'm two minutes from, I'm two minutes from, from work too now. So it's it, like, I'm not far away. So I get home. She's like, I've been timing my contractions. They're about every four minutes and they're like a minute long, which is when they tell you to go in. I'm like, okay, not only that, but she like threw up like all over herself and the couch and stuff like that. Like, so she's like in pain, right? Another sign of labor. So I'm like, all right, this is it. Grab the stuff again, all the bags. We head to the hospital. Where do you got to go again? Stupid triage. (laughs) So we get into triage. They again, try to get her hooked up. But this time she's having like a lot of pain. So, and again, Macy's, we We've had a kid before. She's had a kid. She knows what contractions feels like. She went through labor last time for like 13 hours, right? So it's not like she doesn't know what contractions feel like or what the pain's like, right? And she's like, this is a lot of pain. This doesn't feel like contractions. Like I'm having constant pain. And they can see like, yep, you're having contractions every two to three minutes. Um, Still not dilated more than a three, but let's get you a room because she's in a ton of pain, right? So we're sitting there and it took forever. I mean, it took a couple hours for them to get us a room. They're basically have to find us a room. And I guess they're just slam busy. That's what we kept hearing the whole time we were there. They're super busy, super busy. So she's in a ton of pain. They don't have really anything for her in triage to give her medication. She's miserable. She just wants them to be able to get us a room. She's like, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I'm helpless because I can't do anything. I can't make them get us a room, right? Finally, we get our room. Great. Now they're like, okay, we're going to give you, um, at this point, they're going to give her morphine, right? Which I thought was kind of different, but we're like, okay, well, she's in a ton of pain. Let's get her some stuff and, and help her feel better. Well, that took another long time. And this whole time, she's just in a ton of pain on nothing, right? Other than she's got like fluids in her. So they end up giving her the pain medication and, um, you know, it, it helped. So she, she basically passes out. Because, you know, it, it helped after this took forever. And now I'm just kind of like, okay, what's going on, right? Because we're uh, sitting at Thursday. We had a scheduled induction for that Saturday, right? So I'm like, hey, she's in a ton of pain. We're and here. that was she's that Saturday night. It was at Saturday night at 9, 9 p.m. was when mm-hmm. the scheduled induction was. And um, so... I'm I'm talking I'm trying to get a hold of the doctors. The doctors come in and I'm like, "Hey, she's in a ton of pain. Should we just start the induction now?" Well, she's 38 weeks and 6 days. They're not allowed to start an induction until you're 39 weeks. So I'm like, "Okay, so at midnight we could start an induction?" They're like, "Well, technically, yes." And I'm like, mm, "That's super annoying." I don't believe that because yeah, well, that's, we had said, a schedule like What they said is okay. and, here, and here's what they said. They said it unless it's like due to like risk or something that they can like verify. Honestly, what I think it was is they didn't have the personnel. Is what I can't was it came down to. So this anyway, are they talking to a do they know they're talking to a nurse? Oh yeah, who can verify so, this information. So I'm like, whatever. And at this point, at least she's feeling better, right? So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, we'll figure it out. They're like, we might be able to get you on Friday instead. Blah blah blah. Okay. So then all of a sudden, you know, morphine wears off. She's in tons of pain again. And I'm, and she's like, it's constant pain, like constant pain, not contractions, like constant pain doesn't go away in her side and in her back. And she's like, this doesn't feel right. That's what she kept saying. It doesn't feel right. So then, um, one of the residents come in and she's like, well, it could be, you know, basically they allude that it could be like appendicitis, 
which is really bad if you're pregnant and about to give birth, or it could be Whoa. like a gallbladder issue, right? And we're like, okay, well, what can we do? Well, we can do an ultrasound. We can see. We're like, yeah, okay. And they're like, she's like, okay, well, let me check on some things and I'll be back. Time keeps going on. She's still in tons of pain, tons of pain. Finally, they come back. She doesn't do the ultrasound. And she's like, you're having lots of contractions. We're like, we know. You're hooked up to a machine. We can see she's having contractions. And she's like, well, and, she, and this doctor and, and this resident, this is the only person the whole time when I, I, I wanted to fight this lady. I'll be honest with you. She just kept saying, she, and she was like foreign and she just kept being like, you're having contractions. Well, you're having contractions. We know. She just kept repeating the contractions thing. And she, Macy's like, it's a constant pain. It's not a contraction pain. It doesn't go away. And she's like, um, well, I'm you starting know, to get I can upset. give you something. She's like, I can give you something for the pain. And Macy's like, okay, but what's going on? Like, well, something's not right. And this doctor would not listen. And I'm getting pissed because finally I'm like, she's, she's had a kid. I'm like, she's telling you it's not this. And our nurse at the time actually knew me. She's also a nurse. I'm sorry. I'm going to say this 15 right. times I feel like this episode. She is. And but her friend was she's actually had a kid a and she's there. A nurse. That works with her some, and or she's trying to advocate for Macy too. She's like, "Hey, she thinks something's diff wrong. She thinks something's different. What, what can we do?" And part of the problem is our OB delivers at the hospital, but she doesn't. She's not on staff, right? So we're not talking to her. We're talking to this resident we've never met in our life. And this is all through the night. So they give her some pain medicine. She feels a little bit better, but we still don't know what's going on. Like, right? Like we we don't know why she's having these pains. We don't know what the the, the plan is. We're not having great communication. Finally, in the morning, we get a different resident, which was good. And she's like, okay, let me check. She actually gets the ultrasound out, which took two minutes. And she's like, okay, I don't think, she's like, I don't think it's um, your appendix. She's like, I think the baby is shifted all the way to this one spot and it's causing you immense pain. I want you to try these couple positions to get the baby to move, which again, we've been there now for like a whole day and no one said any of that to us. Didn't even mention that 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 was a possibility, right? Like you think someone yeah. would at least be like, "Hey, try this." So Macy was this, does. Was this person one of the midwives by chance? No, none of these were midwives. Okay. So we used the midwives the first time. Second time we didn't. So these were these were residents at the hospital. So this lady. The reason I asked that we we uh-huh. had someone from the midwives come in when Kelsey was pregnant and she was going through something and basically offered almost what sounds like a similar thing. Keep going. So yeah, so now it's Friday. She's switching positions. That seems to help some, but she's got still a, a crazy amount of pain, like in her stomach and in her back. Um, moving helped out some. They're giving her still pain medicine every once in a while. But when they ask her, like when the stuff wears off, like, hey, on a scale of 1 to 10, what's the pain? She's saying a 10. Like she's in tears, right? This isn't like a 7 or an 8. This is a 10 out of 10. Like I can't function. You need to fix this. Like I can't talk. Nothing, right? And so now I'm like, okay, are we going to induce her? What's our, what's our plan, right? They're like, oh, we're going to see if we can try to get her an induction today. And basically, comes back again, oh, we don't have the staffing to do it. We're just crazy busy. We, we, can't, we can't start the induction process right yet. And I'm getting mad, right? I'm like, well, we got to do something, right? So she's not dilating. They keep talking about maybe doing induction, but they couldn't, they couldn't you know, figure out what's going on. So as this is all happening, mind you, Macy isn't eating. She has no appetite. So she hasn't ate since we've been there. I'm sitting in this tiny little chair next to her the whole time, trying not to bug her with the TV or anything. The first time we went to like the first during Peyton's birth, I packed a bunch of stuff, didn't need any of it. Right. So this time I underpacked. Now I could have probably used half the stuff I packed the first time. So, um, the whole time we stayed there, which I'll get into how long it was, but 
I, I only went home once and it was that Friday. I went home in the morning because Macy had just taken some stuff and I was like, hey, I'm going to run home and get some more clothes. I don't have enough clothes, right? And I'm like, and I'm going to make sure, you know, Peyton's good really quick. I'm just going to run home, grab stuff, be right back. So I did that. I was gone for like 45 minutes, right? Um, so again, Friday, we, we just, we, we still don't really have a plan. She's in pain. We're just basically in a waiting game at this point in time. Saturday comes and they finally are like, okay, we're going to induce you. Right. So they're supposed to induce us at night. They moved it up to like earlier in the morning. Okay. And what they start the induction with, and I don't know if they did this with Kelsey or not, but they started with something called Cytotec, which is basically yeah. a pill. Yeah, so it's basically a pill, and what they basically described to us is like, hey, it's like four hours of stuff that releases in you, and they're like, you already had a kid. This should almost, this works almost 99% of the time. Basically, it'll help you, you know, dilate, and you'll be ready to go. Because she's having regular contractions. It's not a contraction issue. It's literally like she's not dilating. So then they yeah. gave her the side attack. Four hours goes by, did nothing. So now Macy's getting discouraged. She's still in tons of pain, and they're like, huh, that's weird. Like, okay, well, let's start Pitocin. Same kind con- this is not Pitocin. weird because the same conversation they had with us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then they have Pitocin and they give her Pitocin, which Pitocin is supposed to make you contract. She's already having contractions. Well, now she's literally, if you look at her like little thing that shows contractions, it's just going, going up and crazy. Down constantly. Yep. She's literally having contractions every t- 10 seconds. Like it's just constant contractions, just going up and down, not huge ones, but just constant freaking out her uterus. And again, not doing anything. She's still in a ton of pain, right? And she's a two to three the whole time. So, th- and this is when it gets to be the craziest. Because basically, this is happening all day Saturday. We get to Sunday morning. And we get this nurse. And she's basically like, hey, yeah, the Pitocin's like not working. Um, honestly, if you're on Pitocin this long, it could be dangerous for the baby. Which no one said to us at this point in time. We're like, what? And she's like, and she starts going like, hey, it might be best if you go home. And just try to like handle this from home. And wait, what? I'm like, I'm like, wait, time out. I'm like, she's in a 10 out of 10. She can't handle the pain, like pain management at home. And this, this nurse comes in there and she starts talking about like, well, I know, but this isn't, isn't doing good. I don't know what else they can do. There's not much they can do. And I'm like, I need to talk to the doctor. So then we have a different resident come in and he's like, starts talking. No, this entire time you guys have not been able to talk to her actual OB. Nope, not so. We've never talked to the OB once. They've talked to him. Other people have, and I keep saying I want to talk to her. So we don't talk to the OB. So now we get a different resident comes in, this guy, and he's basically talking about. Because I'm like, hey, they're talking about sending us home. He's like, no, we're not gonna send you home. But he's like, but we could use what they call a Foley balloon, which basically helps you know someone dilate. And I'm like, okay, they're like, it's uncomfortable, but it'll help you dilate. It should work right away. Blah blah blah. And Macy, uh, like, whatever. They're like, whatever. Like, let's just get something going. That's not a whatever. Like, he goes, he goes, okay, well, um, I'm, I got to call your doctor, your OB, but I'm 99% sure she's going to agree with me. Okay. Again, she's still in a ton of pain. <laughs> he I, I leaves, see your story, hours man. go by, he comes back. All of a sudden, a different person comes back and goes, oh, yeah, the OB doesn't want to do that. She just wants to break your water. We're, so we're going to break your water in a few hours and go right from there. And I'm like, well, no one's even mentioned that that's a possibility at this point in time. Because I said something about that like day one, and they're like, oh, you got to be more dilated for that to happen. So now also I'm like, okay, now we can just break her water. So I'm like, what the freak is going on? So anyways, they eventually um, are like, we're going we're gonna to break your water. Macy's like, hey, 
They told me before, if I'm going to get an epidural to do it before my water breaks, if at all possible. So like, okay. So they get us to a new room finally. They get her an epidural before they break her water. She starts feeling a lot better, right? Because she got a great epidural. I'll put it that way. Um, and then they break <laughs> her water. And basically, once they broke her water, what they figured out, or they think they figured out, because we had a really good nurse in there, is they think that she was, and I can't say the name, poly something. But basically what it means is that she carried way, way too much fluid. And because the baby was a bigger baby and all this fluid, there was nowhere for anything to go. Her uterus was freaking out, and you basically had the baby and all the fluid pushing on Macy like every which way, right? Uh, and it was just causing an intense amount of pain. Correct. Because she had, like, I, not to get graphic or anything, but she had a ton of fluid. Like, a ton, a ton. And they're like, yeah, we think that you weren't. And the problem is they can only diagnose that through ultrasound. And the last ultrasound we had was at 32 weeks, and she was really close to being on the border of that. But they didn't measure ever again, which I don't know why. But a lot of fluid could have built up since then. So they think that's actually what was causing all these problems to begin with. But basically, then, once they broke her water and she had this epidural, she started to dilate. And I kid you not, Brandon, so this, like, they, they broke her water in the afternoon. And, um, you know, I, 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 like, went back in the room. She's feeling good. We're, like, watching the office. It's, like, 1050 at night. All of a sudden, she goes, I got a lot of pressure down there. I'm, like, well, should we tell someone? And then the nurse comes in, and then she starts <laughs> setting some stuff up. And she, all of a sudden, she's, like, start pushing. And I'm, like, okay, it's kind of weird. Like, this didn't start how, like, the last time started. And I kid you not, it was, like, 20 minutes later. And the baby was born like, so the labor itself was super, super easy and good, but everything else before that was not, but basically, yeah. So they came in and the OB came in. So our OB came in then they got everything ready and she pushed like four times probably. So how's the OB just ready at that point? They call her because she knew once she broke her water, she's going to have the baby that night or whatever. But, um, it was like, so the hard part was because she had such a good epidural, she couldn't feel her legs. And it was really hard for her to push because she didn't know what she was doing, essentially. But she did a good job, and then the baby came out. Um, like I said, she's probably pushing for 20 minutes max, whereas the first time it was like three hours, like with Peyton. So there's like 20 minutes. Baby came out, um, a beautiful baby girl, 9 pounds, 12 ounces. So a big baby, which, wow. again, fluid, 9 pounds, that 12 plus ounces. plus all that fluid. Yeah. Yeah. So it was causing um, immense pain. But then the baby, the baby came out. Um, and, uh, you're doing a great job not saying a name. I just want to give you credit. (laughs) So we, we have the baby and, um, then to add insult to injury, the placenta wouldn't come out. And apparently you have 30 minutes to pass the placenta. Otherwise there's issues. So basically we get to the point where it's like 28 minutes and the OB standing there. It's it's kind of funny. It's almost like a customer at the end of the day at work, Brandon, where you're like, uh, Let's go. I'm trying to get out. <laughs> <laughs> she literally is like sitting there like talking to the nurse and stuff and it's like, hey, we need to go. And um, she basically looks at Macy and she goes, hey, we got to get this out of you. You got two options. She's like, either I can go up there and get it or you got to have surgery. And I'm like, well, that's not a really good. Oh, like, no. What? So Macy's like, well, I got an epidural. You've already been up in there anyways. Let's just get it out. So they had to do that and they did. But that was that was interesting. So, um, they, they do that. Then the girl that what they call catching the baby, basically the one that like does the weight and the measurements and cleans the baby up and stuff. It was like her first time ever doing it. 
So oh, that man. was interesting too. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> this is all at like midnight too. And I've been at the hospital since like Wednesday. Right. And this is Sunday night. Um, and Jerry, for those who don't know, is very patient. Wow. So then we, we get this done. We have our skin to skin at time. Everything's good. And, and I won't make anyone wait any longer. The, the, we had a beautiful baby girl who we named Avery Jane. Um, so it's Avery Jane Alusky. Um, little backstory there. Uh, Macy loves the, like we actually were going over some names. She really liked the name Avery. I like the name a lot too. Um, Macy's Macy more so probably than me, like came up with it. Whereas like Peyton was like more me than her. But the only thing I didn't like about Avery as the name was that you can't shorten it. And I like names you can shorten. So I was like, well, what if we gave her a middle name like Jane? Cause uh. then we can call her AJ. And I really like AJ for a girl. I think it's cute. I think names like that are kind of cute for girls. Um, so we named her Avery Jane and we spelled Jane J A Y N E cuz Macy's middle name is J J A Y E so it's kind of a play on her name. It's unique. That's why I thought you guys did it. Yep. So Avery Jane J A Y N E um and she was 9 it's, pounds It's a beautiful name for the record. It pa- it passes yeah. the dad jokes it's, criteria. So little AJ uh, 9 pounds 12 ounces 20 inches in length. She was born um so then yeah we have our skin to skin time and then we're trying to go to another room, the recovery room, and we're both dead tired. All right, hold on, hold on. Uh-huh. We got to pause for a second because we're not okay. skipping over this part. Uh-huh. You you've been there through the birth of your first. Uh-huh. How how did how did you feel in the moment when you knew everything was okay? You're doing the skin to skin. Did anything differ in how you felt the second time versus the first time? So this is actually a topic I wanted to talk about. It probably a little bit later on like in general with stuff but like to, to i guess to answer that question is it 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 is different but it's not like i don't know how to describe it like it it was it was different in a couple ways one because of everything macy had gone through seeing your wife in immense pain and i mean like immense pain for multiple days in a row to have like there was like a lot of like anxiety and like just I don't know. Like it was, so it was a lot of relief, right? Yeah. You almost, you almost worried something's wrong. Right. As bad as that sounds, it was like, it was like almost like just to have the birth. There was a lot. And then, but once the, the baby came, yes. And with Peyton, I kind of had the same thing. You have like, you have like an instant, um, protectiveness. At least I did. Like I had like a very like strong protectiveness feeling, but with Peyton and, and even with Avery, it's not for me at least. And I don't, I mean, I don't know if other dads feel the same or not, but for me, it's not like instant. I don't have like that instant, like, okay, this is my kid. I love this kid to death. I'll do anything to fight this kid. It's like, no, I'm going to protect you. And then that kind of bond comes over the next like few days. At least it did for me with Peyton and kind of with Avery happened the same way. It wasn't like it's not there, but like it's also at the same time, it's, it's, it, I don't know. It's like you have so many emotions and stuff. It's hard to like wrap your mind or like, focus mm-hmm. your your attention in that way because in that time it's like okay is the baby safe is she okay can i make sure she's not gonna have any issues is Macy can i okay? keep this thing alive correct you know you go into that mode so um and then you know i don't even know what point it does happen at but like you know i know she's been alive for a week and a day now and so now even the way i look at her today versus even that first moment it just i don't know it just grows and it just it just in it, the way i look at her at a week and a day is probably the exact same way I looked at Peyton a week and a day. You know, it's, there's no difference in, in that regards, but it is different too, because I think with Peyton, you know, it's your first kid. You don't know what you're doing. So a lot of it's like, just, I've noticed with Avery, I'm, 
more calm, I think, and patient and less flustered by things. And with, with um, Peyton, I think there was a lot more highs and lows. Like there's sometimes just like, oh my gosh, I have a kid. And like, you're just like on this cloud nine, right? <laughs> but then also like she'd do some stuff and I'd be like, what in the heck is my life right now? <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand what's happening, right? And with Avery, it's not like you just kind of, I'm kind of like, okay, I, she's going to cry. She's going to have these moments. She's going to have these, you know, th- things in the middle of the night. And then, um, you know, but then, and then the small moments, you, you almost look for a little bit more because, you know, when Peyton was the only kid there, so you would look constantly for every little second. You'd be like, oh, yeah. she's being so cute this second. Like sometimes with Avery, you'd be like, she'd be like laying on my chest and I'll be like, man, she's being cute right now. I'm not even noticing that she's being cute right now, you know, but, um, you know, it was great. It was a great moment. Um, and it was just, it was, it was a lot. And she, you know, the baby went through a lot too. So it was, it was, it was, like I said, it was a, an experience definitely different than the first birth. You know, now looking back, that one went way, way more smooth. Um, I, I made jokes with a lot of you guys. I said, Hey, if any of you guys want more kids, don't talk to Macy. Um, have your wife talk to Macy. And, and I told my brother, I said, Hey, it might be on you to carry on the family name. Cause I'm not sure we're having another one after this. <laughs> if you would ask me before we went into the hospital, Brandon, the odds that we would have another kid after, after Avery, I would say probably about 90, 95%. I think Macy would have been the same. Um, and after that whole, whole ordeal, Macy would probably have been below 5%, and I, I wasn't allowed to vote, probably. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's changed even since then. Like now, you know, it was funny. I made a joke with her the other day. I said, oh, because the baby was being cute. I was like, oh, you don't want another one of these things? Just joking around. She goes, I don't know. She's like, I'm, it's growing on me again. I said, oh, really? I wasn't expecting that answer. But, you know. They, they say you got to give know. it time after the birth. You do. So it was, it was, um, it was crazy. And like I said, the, 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 after the birth happened, we wanted to get to our, our room. And then we, uh, because she had an epidural, she couldn't feel her legs. We had to get stuck in there. So they tried to get her to stand up. She actually fell, like fell oh, flat man. on her, uh, on her butt. And so they had to have her sit for longer. So we didn't get to our room till after 4 AM. And then the baby like didn't sleep super well that night. So it was, it was a long night too. Um, and then we were in the hospital the whole next day, which the first time around we were in the hospital, like after the birth, like we left the next day. So this time we had a whole day there, which is kind of cool. Cause we actually were allowed visitors this time only one at a time, but we got to have like my dad come up, my mom came up, um, and my mother-in-law and my father-in-law, you know what I mean? So we got to see some people in the hospital. They got to meet the baby. That was cool. And then the next day we were supposed to leave. I thought, and this is me, I thought early in the morning, they made it, made it sound well, I won't go into too much detail, basically because of the hospitals dragging its feet on everything. We didn't leave until after 2 p.m. And I was just, I was so over Those are the longest time. hours when you think that you're leaving oh in the morning, too. Oh, my gosh. I had been there since the previous, you know, Wednesday. And then, like I said, we went home Wednesday night, but then Thursday. And now it's Tuesday at 2. I just want to get home. I want to see my, I want to see Peyton. I want to see my dog. I want to see my family. And I want to get the baby into the home. And it just took forever. But we finally got home. Um... And my mom and mother-in-law were there and the baby, you know, we had brought her in and then, and then I, Peyton was actually napping and then I went and grabbed Peyton and she got to meet the baby, which was a really cool moment. Um, and, uh, she did good and, and wanted to like check the baby out for sure. So that was, that was, that was a cute moment. That was, kind I've of, seen some kind cute of pictures of, of yeah, them, them two together, together, which is good. Have but, you yeah, noticed Brandon, her changing it off from when she first met her to, a week ish later. Um, yes and no. So Peyton's been, she's been really, really good with the baby. She like 
she's very interested in the baby. She wants to like pat the baby or like comfort the baby. She hates when the baby cries, not like, and she's mad, but she feels very concerned. Like she's very upset if the baby's upset, which is cute. Um, you know, but she's been insanely emotional. Like she just like about everything. She wants mom and dad constantly. She just is just really up and down right now. Um, just in general, but she's been really good with Avery and the only thing she does that's not great and it's not really her, but she likes to like, you know, she always points to like her like mouth and her nose and her hair. Well, she wants to do that with the baby, which is great until she gets to eyes because you think she's supposed to like yep. poke you in the eye. Bryce does the so same you're thing. Like, you're like, no, no, he no, pokes don't me do every that. Day. Yeah. So that's about the only thing she does that's not great. Um, and then also she like, if you have the baby in one arm, she wants to be in the other arm, which is super cute until she tries to get off you and like rolls off you and then somehow rolls into the baby. Um, cause she doesn't understand like where her body goes when she gets off or you. just free falls from 10 feet. Yeah. So that's, that's the only thing. She's not very cautious around the baby, but she definitely, um, they say some kids like basically ignore it or pretend like it doesn't exist. That's not her at all. She, she's not like that. And she's, she's concerned for the baby too. She doesn't seem like jealous or mad, but she definitely has been emotional for sure. So it's, it's been interesting. Um, and then Avery, since we got her home, it's, it's kind of cool. So we've been home a little over a week, Brandon, and, um, she's not been the greatest sleeper at night. So that's not great. She's, she's tends to keep us up a decent amount, but she's been pretty good in the day knock on wood definitely better than Peyton was you can put her down and she'll actually sleep for an hour or two by herself which Peyton never would do um she definitely can get grumpy when she's grumpy it's funny Macy sometimes calls her angry Avery because she she looks (laughs) she's got like a grumpy old man face right now so she looks super grumpy um but it's cool too today I told Macy today that she's today was like the first day where I feel like you know how like kids when they're born they have like like that newborn look where, you know, they kind of like their head's a little bit different. Their their features are a little bit swollen. Mm-hmm. They kind of look, you know, almost like just a brand new baby. And then they kind of like hit a point where it's like, okay, you start to see who they're going to be. And I feel like today I'm like, okay, I'm starting to see like how she might look as like an actual baby, like two, three months down the road. Um, so that was cool. And she's, she, she's got hair just like her sister. It's a little bit lighter. Um, and she's, she's definitely cute. So she's, she's coming into her own, uh, especially the, the, each day. I think, it, I don't know if I'm biased or whatnot, but she's, she gets cuter every day, I think for sure. So you are biased, but you're also probably right. So they, obviously there's a weight, di- there's a weight difference, pretty significant between mm-hmm. the two. Do you notice like look similarities between Peyton and Avery? I, I, I don't that much. Some people have told us. They look very, very similar. And even today, Macy said, like, oh, I'm starting to see that she looks a little bit like Peyton. Um, I don't notice it as much, other than like they, they both had a lot of hair. Um, but I think it might start to come a little bit more. Because, again, like, I look back at, like, Peyton's first few weeks, and she looks compl- she doesn't look like her to me that much. I mean, she looks like how I thought she looked as, like, a baby. But I think I started she started to really look like how she looks now to me at, like, two months. So I think there's a lot in this first two months where – yeah. Yes, it'll be how Avery is as a baby, but I think, you know, not to how she like ends up being as like a little kid or a toddler, you know, so we'll see. But it the funny part is everyone told us this and this is absolutely true, Brandon. So when you guys go through it, be prepared. But when you have another kid and you bring a baby home, the second you see them, they will be the oldest and the biggest you you'll more than you've ever seen them in your eyes. 
Peyton Peyton grew like so much just because you know uh, now you have a little baby. It made her yeah. look so old. She looks so old. That's sad. And it is. <laughs> Macy cried like she legit cried that day over it because, and I guess it's really common. <laughs> but um, but it's and I didn't want to like egg it on, but she's right. Like Peyton like looked huge all of a sudden, and she started feeling heavier and like just the way she. It was crazy how much older she looked just because you had a baby. And it, I mean, which is the, is, is is a little sad, but it, it's 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 crazy. It's sad. I mean, the transformation they make in such a quick time. I mean, from basically from birth to three years old is just incredible. Um, and uh, the, I'm just we're, we're noticing it every day with Bryce. It feels like something new is coming up. But ah uh, man, you almost giving me baby fever a little bit. I need to make sure yeah. uh, Kelsey doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> well, it's cool. You know, it's cool too, Brandon, because like I've always been like I love kids. Like I, I love kids, and and I always knew I wanted to be a dad. And being a dad's like the best thing in the world. You, you know this, but um, I've always gravitated towards like kids, right? You know, and um, when I say kids, I mean like three, four, five, six, seven years old, right? And I've never been a huge newborn guy. Not that I'm like anti newborns. It's just I'm never the guy. It's like let me hold the baby, you know. Um, yeah. And then when I had Peyton, it's your kid. It's different. I like really wanted the baby, so I was a little nervous this time around because I'm like, well, now I got like a little toddler. And Peyton, you mentioned it. Bryce is at a great stage. Peyton's at a, a super fun age right now. Like I love messing with her. We have like dance parties, you know. Like she starts. She knows what I'm saying. Like she's. She's not talking as well as I'd love her to be talking right now, but she understands everything. So I can tell her to do something. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. And it's just a lot of fun. And we're, we, you know, so I was a little nervous, like, okay, now I'm going to have a newborn. Am I going to be like, uh, I, I'd rather play with the toddler than the newborn. Um, and you know, I still love playing with Peyton. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes, you know, newborn snuggles are pretty great when it's your kid. Like today I was laying down and she was just chilling and it was, I mean, it's, it's pretty great. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's nice. Plus also they're calm. And I think when it's your second kid, because now you've dealt with a lot of other craziness, it's like, yeah. you're not sweating some of the other stuff. You're just like, okay, mm-hmm. she's crying you know a little bit. Gonna, oh, that's good. It's going to yeah. go it's away so, it, yeah. sooner than you it, want. It's, it is nice. Like today she was like, I was, I'm trying to like soak it in. Like you said, it does go away sooner than you want, but like, yeah, I'm just like, She's she was being cute. She was like making little baby noises. You can smell her like newborn scent, um, and you know she's all curled up on you. And 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 you know all like this age too, Brandon. Like every time they do something for the first time, it's the first time, right? They smile for the first time, or they you see them yawn for the first time, or that you that you notice they notice you for the first time. All these little things. So she started doing some. You know today she made like a like a a face like where she was like going, Oh, you know? And like, I was like, I was like, Oh man, that's super cute. She did a couple of times in a row, you know, just weird things like that. So, um, that's cool. I think if, if nothing else, having a kid and seeing her grow so fast, it's almost like making you stop and just appreciate the stuff and not sweat some of the other stuff. So like, you, you know, this time around, I feel like already a couple of things I'm like, I, I want to appreciate, where she's at now and not try to get to the next stage. Um, you know, because you don't know how many times you're going to get to do it. Right. Yeah. And I have more questions, but I think that's a perfect way and and a perfect point to end this episode. We're going to obviously talk about, unless there's anything else you want to discuss. Uh, we we got the the next few weeks to kind of go over how life with having two kids is, how you're embracing the potential chaos, kind of all the above. But it's uh, 
that that heartfelt moment you get me emotional a little bit it might be a good <laughs> good point to end so i can go in the corner and cry yeah well like you said brand i think over the next few weeks i'll kind of go into like how life's been because life's been a lot different with two kids i'll go into that i'll go into um some differences i've noticed especially as time goes on between you know second kid versus first kid and and just even just like uh, we hit on a little bit but your emotions or how you approach it and and how it hits you you know between your first and second kid we'll we'll touch on those but like you said this is a good place to stop um and, and you know for anyone who's been listening you know one Anytime you have a healthy baby and a healthy mom, that's a win. So we're we're, we're very thankful definitely. and appreciative of of definitely that Macy's healthy and everything after the fact went well and that Avery's healthy and is here finally. Um, but it goes to show you every pregnancy is different and and there's crazy stuff um, throughout it. So it's it's something you gotta you be prepared for. Um, and I I guess the thing is like I. A lot of the stuff we went through, I didn't even know was possibilities. So if if someone's listening and you you haven't had a kid yet, or maybe this is your first kid and your wife's pregnant, don't let it. I don't want it to scare you. Just maybe be prepared, or maybe understand that stuff can happen, and um, you know try to have as best communication as you can with the nurses and the and the uh, doctors, so you know what's going on. Um, but at the end of the day, like you said, the the goal is to have a healthy kid and a healthy wife at the end of it. So if if you can have those things. That's that's a win, and we got there. It wasn't the easy way or necessarily the way I wanted to, but we got there. And uh, and, and and even though I was mad at a lot of the stuff that happened, I will also say that we had some really, really, really good nurses and some good people that worked at the hospital that that were there throughout that that helped us. Um, even the lady that helped, uh, the nurse that helped us, she was supposed to leave, and she stayed because she's like, oh, I've been here. I'm, I'm gonna see this baby born. So she stayed late just to see the baby born. <laughs> That's and helped. cool. Um, she she was on the other side. Me and me and her were the ones holding the legs while Macy gave birth. So, um, you know, we, we had a lot of good people there too that were, that were helping us out. So it was great. Um, the experience the whole time beforehand was it, but, but, um, you know, anytime your, your kid's born is, is a, a moment you won't forget. And, and now being a parent of two is, is it'll be fun on this podcast, Brandon, just going through it. And, and already, I mean, again, we'll touch on it in the next few episodes. But Our weekly updates life, are going to be great. We got Peyton life, and AJ. Life changes. Yeah, life life changes real quick, and just like I said, not just not just what's going on with with uh, uh, me and Macy, or just with with Avery now, but like just how Peyton's going to be changing, just in general, but also them together. You know, you get kind of a bunch of different components of what's happening, and, and we're already seeing it. So um, it's it's been a busy busy time, and I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon, Brandon. No, and I'm I'm looking forward for, to Bryce meeting AJ. Catching up with Peyton a little bit at soccer practice. He, he yes. Apparently he kicked a ball today. I've been working with him for a month on it and never kicked for me. And he went up and visited his uh, grandpa in Grand Rapids and started was kicking a ball all day today. So I, nice. I need to retire from kick. coaching. Peyton can kick, but she likes to, after two kicks, to pick it up. She thinks it's funny and then it's like. It know. probably is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Well, right, Brandon, we'll we'll stop there for today. Um, I got a dad joke for you before we get out of here. And actually, I have a dad joke and just a really quick story because it's a thing my wife said. And then we'll get out of here, okay? I'm waiting with bated breath. All right, Brandon. So do you know why tennis players never fall in love? Oh, never fall in love? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it something else? I don't know. I will say stand between the lines. Love means nothing to them. Mm, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> that is good. It's pretty good. 
That's good. I like that one. It's funny I was looking at actually... bad jokes today and just cracking up saying them to Kelsey, and they probably weren't funny. Well, some of them are, but it's it's funny because I actually had one that was great, but it was kind of inappropriate. And I'm like, I don't want that episode where I talk about the birth of my new daughter to have a dirty joke on it. So we'll save that one for a different episode. But it was kind of funny. I had two, and that was uh, that's the one I went with. But um, really quickly, a story because it happened just a, just a couple hours ago. Um, Peyton's been a little bit crazy, which we'll go into in future episodes. But today, at one point in time, she was just had pajama pants on, no shirt, and had her milk bottle in her hand while she's watching Frozen, like dancing to a song, drinking her milk. She finishes <laughs> the milk, and I kid you not, like spikes the milk on the ground. <laughs> like chucks it but does not break eye contact with the tv and macy just looks at her and goes peyton why do you think you're a frat guy because <laughs> she is tell her welcome she, to the club she just thinks she's like she's she just chucked her like milk like i'm done with this like it was a beer can and i was like what what are you doing right now as she's like bopping to some frozen music so that was that was that was us earlier today that was, that was pretty entertaining because she was she was at, she was in a good mood, which she wasn't in earlier. Yeah. So that was that was a good Peyton's, story. So. Peyton's a bro. Alpha. I'll, I'll give her. You said alpha fake a fry. Yeah, exactly. I'll give her the secret handshake when the next time I see her, she all she right. can join the club. All right. Well, if you guys haven't already, please like us on all our social media. Please tell us if you want us to talk about anything. Um, shoot us a message. It's exciting. When we started this podcast, Brandon and I both didn't have a kid yet. Now I have two. Brandon has one. Um, it's, you know, life comes at you fast. So, again, whether you're a first-time dad, whether you are expecting, whether you got five kids, um, we want to hear from each and every single one of you about anything you guys want to talk to us about. So, But until next time, for Jerry, Peyton, and Avery, I've been joined by Brandon, who has Bryce, and you've been listening to Dad Jokes. Thank you.